how do I not depend on my relationship or my relationship status to feel like I'm enough? What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Therapy Brothers Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. We're brothers. We're therapists. We're not afraid of your questions. So bring it. That's an awesome question. We've got an awesome guest today. And before we get into the guest and the question, we're just going to read our review. This comes from Bike Rise. It says, love the brotherly love. I love your stories. Your family sounds nuts in a good way. You guys do a good job <laughs> helping me open my mind to more than just my own perspective. It's definitely helped me in my relationships with other people. Pretty cool that you're both therapists and doing a podcast together as brothers. Thank you, Bike Rise. That's awesome. And yes, our family was known as, as the crazy family in the neighborhood. So <laughs> I don't know how we ended up being therapists, but here we are. I think, yeah, I think our whole neighborhood can concur with that. I, from what I understand, the, all the neighborhood kids that we grew up with got together about a year and a half ago or two years ago, and they were sitting around just doing a, a, a reunion of all the kids that were in the neighborhood that we grew up with. And, and none of us were there, but all it was was stories about the Patrick boys and what they did in the neighborhood. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe we're therapists because we, we have some making up to do. To maybe have, that's true. I've um, got a lot of making up to do yeah. for sure. But uh, anyways, let's get in with, with Bob here. And um, if you could just give us a little bit of your background, introduce yourself and, and tell us why you're here and then, and then ask us uh, the question. So go, go ahead. All right, well, um, I'm happy to be on. Um, and I hope what I have to uh, say or um, I hope this um, reaches someone that is, um, is, is struggling with the same thing that I am. Um, I don't know specifically what kind of background you're looking for. If you're looking for, uh, what I've been going through recently or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I just, uh, ever, you know, ever since I was a kid, I wanted a girlfriend, you know, I always had stress about, you know, who I would marry one day. Uh, it's been on my mind since I was about four. Um, and then the, the growing up and, you know, middle school and high school, it was very difficult for me. I was behind everybody else. I was homeschooled and social, um, you know, social normality was foreign to me and I was very much immature and struggled with relationships my entire, my entire life and only recently come out and admitted to myself and very few people that I am in fact a sex addict and um, just been um, trying to learn more about that and how I can lead a more healthy, normal life and get control over the compulsion, which is what we narrowed down is to the question I'm asking is how do I deal with this never ending compulsion to to marry, to settle down, to find a partner, to share my life with, and 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 not um, not be so crippled and um, broken when that doesn't happen or it doesn't go my way or you know life hasn't worked out the way that I well I never expected it to but um, 
just hasn't really gone my way, so to speak. Bob, can I ask you a question uh, to just kind of dig it, dig down a little bit here and, and, and see what's going on. Um, my, my question is, is you, you talk about, you know, from a really young age, really focusing on getting married, getting a relationship. Um, and then you talk about how now you're struggling with some sex addiction. Um, to me, it's, it's, it's not a surprise. It's, it's quite common. Um, my, que- my question for you is, what are you trying to get from a woman or from the partner? Like, what, what are you trying to get out of, out of the, the sex addiction, um, either the women that, that you're lusting after or out of your relationships? What void are you seeking to fill there? Well... I, I always had it as fulfilling my selfish needs, you know, very young in my, in my twenties. Uh, that was the goal, just, you know, sex, drugs, and party. Um, but to give you a little more, uh, background, um, when, uh, when my son was born, you know, my, my life changed, my priorities changed. I'm a father and, I tried to make things work with his mother and it didn't work and we've been separated and I lost uh, my family because of that. Um, And so I have been, I think I, you know, I haven't seen a therapist, but I'm, it's pretty apparent that I have been trying to replace her and put that family back together that I lost. Um, it, it can be shallow at times, but I think deep down, you know, I've been working at looking for a relationship that's going to turn into a marriage or partnership, um, someone to have kids with, you know, these are the things that I want in life. And there's, um, I don't want to say there's more pressure, but there is a, a lot of pressure being single 32 and uh, a single dad, uh, especially when his mother is in a relationship, she has someone and they get to be the, the family that I wanted. So. Right. Do you have a question, Tyler? Bob, yeah, I just, I just want to say, Bob, I can hear it almost in your voice. I can hear the ache that's there. I can hear the pain that's there. It sounds like you've been through some pretty challenging things, you know, and I just, I just want to acknowledge that that of course anybody who's been through those things would feel those ways that you're feeling. Um, I, I'm wondering, just to kind of follow up on what, what Brandon was asking was what, from even from an early age, what did the approval of, what did the approval of the opposite sex do for you or mean to you from the time you were a boy all the way up until your current situation right now, what does it mean about you or to you or for you? It, it's just this, uh, this, this never ending desire. It's always on my mind. It's always like, um, I wouldn't say I'm a very romantic person, but I'm always, uh, you know, even, um, I, I, I don't know how to answer that, honestly. Um, it's just something I've always been searching for and I don't, I don't know how to stop. Um. But let me, let me ask you kind of from another angle here. Um, 
it, you know, ha- it sounds like recently that you've been through some hard things with your relationship and with, with your ex moving on and things like that. Um, when you get rejected by women or when you feel like women don't want you, um, how does that, how does that feel to you? It's not so much the rejection because, you know, as I said, I'm 30 years old. So I've been doing this for a while. Okay. You get, you can get rejected so easily. It's more the pain of, uh, when someone says they love you, they care about you, but then they turn into a completely different person. And right. So it's like they're, they're, they're saying that they care. They're saying that they love you, but then in the end, like they're, they're they just, not showing, they they're leave. not showing up for you. They leave. Yeah. Or they just yeah. Leave. yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, when, when you talk about sex addiction, um, that, that feels a void for you, right? It, it, it takes care of, of something now, you know, there's the sexual side of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but so one thing that me and Tyler both know is that, uh, sex addiction isn't, isn't really very much about sex. Um, sex addiction is about something deeper and mm-hmm. usually, well, not usually every single time I've worked with a sex addict and I've worked with a lot of them. Um, they're seeking something and, and they're trying to use that pornography or that lust or whatever it is in order to feel some sense of, of okayness, um, some sense of, of, of healthy masculinity or understanding who they are or, or purpose in life, whatever it is. And, and they try to consume a woman in order to feel that um, need. And so that's what we're trying to get at here is as you talk about, man, I want that in my life. I want a relationship. And then also there's this sex addiction going on. What, what I'm wondering, and I imagine Tyler too is, okay. um, Why does that getting a relationship or, you know, experiencing that lust, um, why does it need to be there in order for you to feel okay about yourself in order for you to, to feel that sense of okayness, right? Um, the, the best I, I can think of is I can tell you um, going through adolescence, transitioning from being a, a child to puberty was very difficult for me. And uh, as I stated, you know, this, the social anxiety and um, not being like everyone else always kind of uh kind of plagued me mentally um i never I, like it took me years to figure out why i was different from everyone else and just the fact that i have these normal desires but i i i've found that my uh my sexual i want to say appetite or my sexual like is much higher than most normal people and um <clears throat> I, I just, you know, everyone wants these desires to be fulfilled. You want a partner that you can share your fantasies with. Um, that, that should be all normal things. But when you're craving that and you want the romance, you want the sex, you want the whole package, you want the family, you want the, I'm a big movie person. So maybe that's a lot of the problems. I grew up, you know, homeschooled, watching a lot of TV, but 
a lot of people in the world, they want the, the Hollywood romance, you know, they want the boy meets girl, the girl next door. They, I wanted all of that. And the fact that I, it, I couldn't ever get it the same way that everyone else did. And I kept getting uh, friend zoned and I kept getting all these women that would care about me and well, girls, I should say girls, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, they'd care about me and they'd be friends with me or they'd use me for whatever reason. And then, you know, why, why can't we not be, you know, why can't we take the next step? I care about you, you care about me. And it just, it kept going until finally I just searched, you know, the, you know, you ask 10 women to go on a date with you chances are one of the 10 is going to say yes. Uh, and that's the PG version of it. But eventually I broke through that, you know, the shy shell or whatever. And I, I came out and then I just, you know, I just kept going at it to just, just find one that was going to stick. You know, I just kept trying to rectify that, you know, all that rejection, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay, but Bob, can I just speak a few things here to see what fits? And you just tell me how much of this fits, okay? Um, all right, so we as human beings, we are born with an innate need for connection where we want to feel safe in a relationship. We want to know that we're important. We want to know that we're valued and that we're loved. And that's just kind of built into us from the very beginning. And as we grow, we have certain experiences, and it sounds like you just alluded to some of those as in young adolescence, where we realize that maybe there's something about us that might not quite be normal or right, or we feel judged by others, or we get rejected by others, or we, we have life experiences, whether that's through abuse or neglect or abandonment or other things that, that sometimes go against everything that we're built into to want to be connected. And in those moments, we start to have questions. We start to wonder if we're actually really worthy of love and belonging. We start to wonder if people, people could actually love us in our current state. And then as we grow, and this is, this is really true for, for men especially, like, like you, Bob, and like me, as we grow, we start looking for ways to start filling the void and answering the question that we have. And the question that comes up is, do I really have what it takes? Am I enough? And yes. Yes. The, nat the natural place for us to turn is to is to girls and women first, and because we're drawn there, we have those natural drives, and and the world feeds us all sorts of things. The media you talked about, those movies that send us, they they basically feed us hook, line, and sinker, and then we start finding pornography, and that pornography allows us to fantasize about the fact that somebody could could love me in the way that I am, and then eventually I'm pursuing the answer to a question of am I enough, I'm taking that to the women in my life. And I'm taking that and saying, here, show me that I'm enough. Be with me. Let's have the dream together, this, that, and the other. And when it doesn't pan out, it's not just like, oh, bummer. That wasn't the right fit. It's like, oh, more proof. I'm unlovable. I'm never going to have what it takes. I don't measure up. And now I'm stuck in this perpetual cycle where I'm continually chasing an answer to the question in a place that I don't know that any woman could actually ever answer that fully because it was never really about whoever the woman is of the moment. It's about the fact that I've got a wounded heart, that I've, yeah. that I've experienced some things in my life that have fed me a belief, 
that says I'm not enough that I need to figure out how to address. Um, what do you think about that? Does that make sense? I think you just summed up my whole life. Yeah. It's a hard, it's a hard road to hoe. Sounds really accurate. But okay, okay Bob. So I want to jump in here and say, I, yeah, that is accurate. And here's the thing. If going to women and going to relationships and trying to get the, the question answered, am I okay? Am I enough? You go there and, it, and, and you're not really, uh, you're, kind of, you're kind of failing getting, trying to get the answer there, right? Yeah. You're, yeah. You know, like you're getting rejected or, you know, the pornography doesn't feel good. It doesn't help you feel good. You know, it does, it does short term but it's not working. You're not getting that answer there. Are you okay as you are? Are you enough? So my question to you, Bob, is where do you, how do you find that answer? What else can you do other than hope for a relationship or hope for a woman to love you to answer all those questions? Um, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. Um, if you knew the answer, you'd probably be doing it, right? <laughs> well, you know, um, I struggle with my my walk of faith a lot. And, um, you know, it kind of comes and goes. And what um, I think I was talking about in the messenger is like, I'll get a, I'll get a handle or control or I'll listen to a message uh, sermon about, you know, your battle plan of porn. And I, I managed to quit for a, a good while and, and, and figured out that that was, in fact, what was affecting me emotionally and uh, physically as well. It's bad for your um, physical health to drain your body of the nutrients and minerals uh, so frequently uh, without giving yourself rest to recover. And uh, so I do know that... Um, uh, I am, I'll admit, I am overweight now. I'm 330 pounds. So I will admit that the answer in all of life is to, to be healthy, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. But um, it's like, I know that eating a whole box of cookies is bad for me, but, you know, darn if it doesn't taste incredible or. But, okay. Like, but, but like, Bob, I want to ask you, if you had yeah. a six, if you had a six pack. And so that six pack, it brought you a couple things. One, the ladies just loved it. They wanted you. And two, like you were physically fit, like you were healthy. Um, if you had that six pack, would that answer your question that you're okay and that you're enough? No, because then I wouldn't trust that um, they, they wanted me for my personality, if that makes sense. Okay. Like I've, I've, I've always understood that, the the shallowness of, of that aspect. So getting physically fit alone, that, that, like, so working hard enough, making enough money, um, getting in, in good enough shape, uh, you know, looking like this perfect specimen of a life form, whatever, that still won't answer your question that I am, that, that I am okay, that I am enough. Okay. So no, but, okay. no, but I, I'd probably have more, longer lasting relationships or uh, someone would take more of a chance on me if I was all together put together like that 
if, if you were all put together like that out of shame, then you still would not sustain relationships very well. Yeah. Um, do, do you understand what I just said? Yeah. Um, well, so, so if you're 330 pounds or if you're total, like you're built like the rock, um, if underneath there's this corrosive shame that says I'm broken, I'm not enough. I'm going to, I'm going to get rejected in the end. Then you're probably going to get rejected in the end. Right. Right. Um, we still got to get to the root of this. We still got to get to the answer of how do you start to really feel and know and get that question answered that I am okay. Independent of women, independent of money, independent of six packs. Right. So Tyler, any thoughts? Yeah. As you're talking, Brandon, this is, and, and you're using the example of the six pack thing. It's like, well, here's a thought that I'm having. You said, if you're pursuing a six pack, from a place of shame at the end of the day, that won't be enough because the question won't be answered, right? Right. I think sometimes we put those things in the wrong order. And if we were pursuing a sense of who we actually were, and we were coming to a place and call it a knowledge of the actual truth of our value, just let's just start broad. Our value as a living, breathing human being that, that value alone, if we were in touch with that emotionally, if we had an emotional touch with that, that would push us to do things like get a six pack. But, yes. but when it's done in that order, now I'm showing up knowing who I am and treating myself as such, that energy then carries through and it's going to attract things and people into my life that want to value those things that I already value in myself. Right. And so, so we live in a world where we're constantly chasing this. This will make me happy. Or, or when I get this, this will make me happy. It's like, no, I need to learn how to figure out how to become content with myself. I need to learn how to value who I am, my intrinsic natural value and come to an understanding of truly who I am. And then I can work outwardly from there. And it's going to produce results in my life that are things like six packs and things like money and long lasting relationships and close connections with other people, because at the end of the day, it allows me room to go and take risks in this world, knowing that I'm going to be okay with myself if, and when some of those things fail. Okay. But the question is, is how do you get to that place that you start to do those things? Right. So, and, and I think we can come back to that in a second. I want to, Bob, I want to ask you, um, you say you watch a lot of movies. Yes. Um, do you watch, have you ever, do you watch any chick flicks? You know what? Will you admit Since... that if you do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not chick flicks. I, I did grow up with a mom and a sister. So I have watched more than I would like to admit, but I'm more of a romantic, a rom-com kind of guy. Okay. Yeah. Comedy, so. Okay. So I, like in a, in a rom-com, let's in a, what what's kind of the attributes of the guy in that show? Like the the guy basically they try to put the guy that every woman wants, right? In in in, in a romantic comedy, what is he like? The, the star not, of that show. It's, I, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. You, romantic comedies are guys like uh, Ben Stiller. You know, kind of the awkward guy. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the 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 type you're talking about is like a Channing Tatum. Movie. Oh, yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking yeah. Matthew McConaughey here, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. 
So yeah, yeah. What am I trying to get at here, Bob? What what, what do you think I'm trying to get at? Yeah, you know the 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 guy who's slightly damaged, but yet he looks good and he's got his stuff together. He he um he knows what he wants and he knows what he wants to do. That that sort of type of guy, you know. But yeah. even though he's slightly flawed, that's that's still something they can work around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so they show his vulnerability. He's a vulnerable human being with a soft right. side, right? But right. deep down, there's this inner confidence and this, this trust that they have within them, themselves. So they're always kind of a little bit witty. Um, they're, they're very masculine in, in, in understanding who they are. And, and, and so, and, and it's, it's coming back to what Tyler was saying earlier, is um, if, if you show up, Bob, if you show up desperate to have a woman want you, it's like, you really need her to want you. I need you to fulfill me. I need a girlfriend. I need a wife. Um, is that, is that that type of guy? No, no. no. Um, it w and will, if, if you show up in desperation in kind of a need to consume a woman, um, what, what type of women will you attract? Yeah, if you if you go looking for something, you're gonna find it, but it's not gonna be like it's it. You're gonna be looking in all the wrong places, and yeah. that's um for me. That's uh you know that's Facebook. It's um uh, the dating apps and just the you know uh, over this uh, quarantine, it's it's been Instagram. I did recently discovered Instagram. And uh, kind of wish I hadn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's been some of the struggles for me. But what made it worse was the uh, the loneliness uh, from quarantine was what uh, triggered that. Um, I was on the edge of um, on the verge of losing everything I had worked for, um, not just because of the virus, but other unfortunate circumstances, and. Um, and most recently, uh, I was in a situation where my, uh, my heart was just completely broken. And now I just haven't, um, I'm really taking uh, longer than I should to recover from it. And it's affecting my personal life. So, Bob, is it possible for you to, I mean, you say you're 330 pounds, um, your heart is broken sounds like you're in a really tough place in, in life right now. Is it possible for you to have, to, to go from where you're at, to go to that place where you have confidence and trust in yourself and love for yourself? Um, is it possible to, to get there? I would hope so, but um, I've got to overcome that feeling you guys were talking about of not being good enough. And that, um, that's, um, you, you, Bob, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you an, a little bit of an answer to the question here. I want you to listen closely. Um, you don't need to become Matthew McConaughey or even Ben Stiller. Um, uh, you need to be you and, and all, all of who you are and, and love who you are and trust who you are. So it's not about becoming something that's lovable. 
It's actually realizing and recognizing that you are absolutely completely lovable as you are and, and you're okay. So it's a lot of it is not about working harder to become better. It's actually surrendering over the shame and starting with some self-acceptance and self-compassion um, and, and not searching for other things to fill that void, but just stopping and seeing your worth and seeing your value. Well, Bob, I, I want to just share a little bit of an experience with you that, that, that speaks to what Brandon was talking about here for just a second. I, I, um, everyone who listens to the show knows that I'm in recovery myself from pornography addiction. And I remember a certain time in my life, Bob, where um, it was probably the lowest part of my entire life where I had had everything break loose on me. I was on the verge of losing everything. I was on the verge of losing my family, my wife, my kids. Um, I had been doing some things that weren't weren't in line with my values. And I remember coming home one night and just collapsing on the front room floor of an empty house because my wife and my kids had gone and just laying in this like pit of despair, that feeling of you're not enough and you're worthless. And, and I, 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 I tried everything I could to, I could barely move. And I just said, Hey God, like basically God, if there is a God, like, help me. And I don't know why in that instance, but I had an experience where I was the least deserving of love that I thought I'd ever been. I wasn't performing well. I wasn't doing well at work. I wasn't doing well at home. I wasn't doing anything right. I deserved no love. I believed that. And in that moment, there was a feeling that came over me that was completely full of love that said, I love you. You're my son. And and as such, like you don't have to go perform into love. The fact that you're breathing, I mean, Bob, think about it for a second here. Like take a breath right now, take a breath. And if you were to pause and take a deep breath and just notice that the fact that you just took a breath makes you a freaking miracle. You're a miracle. Just because you took a breath and how often do we actually pause and say, I'm valuable just because I'm a living, breathing human being? And what Brandon's getting at here is, is that if we could surrender all of those other beliefs that I should be, you know, 180 pounds with a six pack and I should be rich and I should have everything else around me. It's like, no, if I can love myself because I'm simply worthy of love, if I could allow myself to just believe that I'm worthy of love because I'm a miracle then it flips this whole equation inside out and it moves us in a direction that allows you to then go and prove yourself right. Because right now all you're doing is proving yourself right. You believe you're nothing and you go and you show up and you play small and you end up with nothing. But if the belief system shifted, you'd be proving yourself right through and through in all these other areas of your life and it would be possible. You would be 180 pounds with a six pack and that wouldn't make you lovable. It would just be the byproduct. So... Uh uh, to, to go along with that, Bob, uh, I've heard a couple things that we've been talking. Um, I have social anxiety, you said. Is that true that you have social anxiety? 
Yeah, it's it's not extreme. It's it's just it might be a um, a part of the ADHD I, I suffer from is where I'm an overactive thinker and um, the anxiety comes from uh, you know fear and, and you know wondering does does this person like me? Did I offend this person? You know because I I do that a lot just from being myself. Um, I'm, okay not the easiest person to get along with so okay you just gave me another one i'm not the easiest person to get along with i have adhd i weigh 330 pounds um no girls like not many girls actually like me i always get friend zoned listen to these narratives now some of this stuff is true so, like some well, of the, the well, i want to i want to interrupt you then that that was in high school that the you know i got friend zoned a lot that's it's not i i'm Okay. Um, yeah, that's not happening. So that's not my concern. So you don't, that's not your narrative anymore, right? Narr no, you've, no, you've, I, shifted, you've shifted yeah. that narrative now when it comes to women. Right. Right. But right. Here's, here's my question. Um, with the ADHD, the social anxiety, maybe I'm hard to get along with people. Um, I was homeschooled. I, I, whatever it is, right? My question right. is, is Tyler said he was laying in an empty house defeated because he felt like a complete failure. Right. Um, Bob, was, was Tyler, was he a lovable human being in that moment? Of course he's a lovable human being. He, mean, didn't, he didn't feel that way. He, no. had a he had a lot of evidence, a ton of evidence that he wasn't. Yeah. And, and, and what, I, what I hear from you, Bob, is a lot of evidence. Uh, uh, do, you yeah. see, do you see that? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just struggling with getting someone, getting as, as, um, a partner, a woman to appreciate all these things that I am now and the, the changes that I, I have made because I'm, what? like he was talking about, I'm not that shallow person anymore that wants money or riches or, you know, good looks or anything like that. I just, I want someone to understand me and accept me for who I am. I hear that you've done some work. Like you have made some shifts. Um, uh, the, fact, the fact that I'm here is a result of that work. Absolutely. Sure thing. But, but, but my question is, is you want somebody to love you. And this is so cliche. Yeah. You know where you start to get somebody to love you? Yeah. You got to love yourself first. There yeah. you go. That's so cliche. <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's what we've gotten to today is it, yeah. it sounds like you're moving along. Like it sounds like you accept yourself more than you used to. Oh yeah. And it yeah, sounds like, easy. and Bob, it sounds like there's a ways to go still. Yeah, there definitely is. And a lot of that is the, the sex addiction and the, the porn addiction is, well, not, not so much the porn, but um, it's just the, uh, you know, uh, people are very sensitive and very touchy about certain things and it's 2020 and things are a lot different than they used to be. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's hard out there. Um, I was looking through your podcast talking about, you know, how do I, how do I talk to my wife about this and how do I explain sex to my kids? But, you know, I didn't see any, maybe I missed one, but I didn't see anything about, you know, what is, what is the single guy in today's world uh, struggling with? So that's what I, I'm here to tell you is it, it's, it's tough, man. It's really tough. Yeah. Life is tough. Tyler, did you have a comment? 
I was just going to say, of course, it's tough. But, you know, Bob, as you've been listening to some of those other podcasts and things, I think you'll see that the principles that we're talking about today, they don't, they don't have to apply to a married or a single man. They apply to a human being. And, and I might just give a couple of suggestions here on, on next steps because Brandon's right. I hear it. I hear that you're on a journey. I hear you're on a path. I actually hear you moving in the right direction. Um, but, but, but the pursuit of that relationship I want you to want that. That's great. You should want that. Any, any single man is going to want that. The truth is, is that you're never actually going to have a chance of getting what you want unless you continue to walk the individual path that you're on right now. And I would suggest a couple of things. One is, is that before you go pursue those other avenues that you pursue every day, whether that's pornography or, you know, something sexual or, or just chasing a woman in some way, you spend a few minutes each day in quiet reflection and ponder about your personal strengths and acknowledge what those strengths are. You take a few minutes every day and say, yeah, I'm in a tough spot. Like it's hard to be in my thirties with a child and wanting a relationship. And that's a pretty lonely place to be, but you know what? That doesn't change my value as a human being and I'm still worthy of love and belonging. And you practice with something we call self-compassion, which is to practice treating yourself the same way you would treat your best friend. And you practice it every day on purpose. Oh, that's, that's hard. I, I enjoy punching myself. <laughs> I know. And, and, and the, more you punch, the more you punch yourself, the more you're going to continue to repeat history. And you're going to wonder why nobody wants to be with you. But if, yeah. you, if you were to treat yourself like you treat your best friend every day, I think that you'd move a little bit further down the path and you'd get to a spot where you'd be attracting the kinds of women into your life who would want to be with the man who knows who he is. Yeah. And, and who can trust himself because he doesn't have to be perfect. He can just be a work in progress that will continually be growing. And I think that's pretty much what every woman's going to want is to be with a guy who's honest and lives with integrity and is constantly working on bettering himself and who knows that he's worthy of love and belonging. And so practicing some self-compassion and then, and then Bob, I'd suggest you do a couple of activities each day that are, that are specific towards whoever and whatever you want to become. Your hobbies, your interests, your passions. You continue that wrestle with God that you're having right now. And I hopefully, hopefully God wins eventually when you surrender yourself and say, you know what, somebody bigger than me knows who I am. And uh, I think if you'll do those things consistently over time, it's not, you're not too far off from having some of the goals and dreams and hopes that you, that you have. Yeah. It's just these setbacks. Like I said, when, uh, uh, I've had two major setbacks this year and, uh, it's just been hard to recover from them. And I, I should have worked towards, um, rectifying them, but I, I just, I let it go too long. But, but give yourself some time to grieve to go through a process of grieving with those. Um, but what you don't want to do is have those turn into um, like feeding the, these identities and these narratives of shame. Is, yeah. so, so the pain is real. What, what, what you've been through sucks and there needs to be a process of grief. Um, when, when you start using the porn and acting out with sex addiction, then it starts to to really work on, on who you are. And, and, and that's where it get, then gets in the way of practicing this, this self-compassion and, and understanding of, of who you actually are. 
Um, Bob, would you ever, are you a bully? You bully people? Uh, <laughs> not, not entirely. I, I've known, to, I was bullied, so sometimes it does come out of me, but I, okay. I normally don't feel too good about it. Yeah, so I, you don't come across as a mean guy to me. You come across as a very nice guy. Um, and I, I actually, I think they get the golden rule wrong. Um, you know, do unto others as you would have done to you. I think you need to do unto you as you would do unto others. Oh. Uh, right. Um, you need to, to look at you as, you know, you, you love others. You care deeply about others. Love yourself. Care deeply about you. And, um, you know, what Tyler and I are talking about, um, we're just scratching the surface here. But you can definitely start just by, just by noticing the, the self-deprecating thoughts and just letting those things go and replacing them with love, okay, um, and acceptance for yourself. Any last things, Tyler? No, just wanted to say thank you to you, Bob. I know that the battle you're fighting is real. We have people in our life who are in similar situations to, to what you're dealing with, and that is a hard battle. You're not alone, bud. Like, and just sometimes knowing that you're not alone is enough to continue on for another day. Hopefully you'll go back and listen to this episode. I, I don't even know if you were able to pick up everything, especially that Brandon was saying, but he said a lot of things that could be really, really helpful to you in the long run. So thank you for having the courage to come on with us today. You asked some really, really good questions and we we're really glad to have you, Bob. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope this reaches um, those that need to hear it. Thank you for having me. You are a courageous man and, uh, you know, We've talked a lot about your shame today and you've, you've stepped into courage and you've done something good for a lot of people. So um, I sure appreciate you. So thanks for coming on and um, hopefully this isn't the last time. Have a good day. Talk to you later, Bob. All right, God bless guys. Okay, we'll see you. You guys, thank you for listening to us uh, today. If this, if this right hit a nerve for you or somebody you know, please feel free to share it. And if you guys are liking what's going on here, uh, give us some feedback. We want to make it better for you. And your feedback can come through your ratings and reviews. So, so thank you. Yep. Awesome, guys. We'll see you.